Chapter One of the Northern Spy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Northern Spy by J. Thomas Warren. Chapter One What Happened at a South Carolina Hotel? the golden gleams of the sun setting in a bank of purple clouds in the west bathed in a pleasant glow of light the green shores and clear waters of the noble savannah a ferry-boat had just touched the left bank of the river and from it disembarked a horseman who after paying the fare turned his beast's head to the eastward and rode rapidly along the smooth sandy road which left the stream at nearly a right angle the rider was a young man on the sunny side of thirty possessing a well-formed frame and good features his hair was dark as was the heavy beard that covered the lower part of his face his dress for he wore a rebel military suit indicated that he was an aide upon the staff of a general officer with the rank of captain he bestrode a stout-limbed handsome steed which was flecked with foam and breathed heavily indicating that the horseman had pushed his animal vigorously at last on carolina soil said the rider to himself in a meditative tone ten years is a long time and it brings many changes the old house must be within ten miles of this very spot and my father good old soul i wonder if he is still alive three years since i've had a word from him and ralph montague ah my heart grows impatient at the sound of that hated name i have a father's injuries and a brother's death to avenge and the foul wrongs of years to right help me kind nemesis yet a little while the hour of vengeance draweth nigh shall i turn aside and seek the mansion of my father no i dare not first i must discharge this important business i am commissioned with and then ah then Andolph and the young man plunged the spurs into his horse's flanks and galloped hurriedly along the dry sandy road to the eastward in twenty minutes he drew rein before a small wayside inn the building had a very uninviting aspect and it is doubtful whether a passer-by would have suspected the character of the house had not a dilapidated signboard which creaked in the evening breeze announced that there could be found entertainment for man and beast a low porch with a rickety floor ran along in front of the inn and seated on this in chairs that had seen happier days were four rebel soldiers the host a lame man with a club foot stood leaning against the doorpost smoking a clay pipe while several tow-headed children gambled about the adjacent woodpile how'd you do captain 
said the host limping out to the stranger while the rebel soldiers rose and touched their caps all right my good fellow replied the captain in a calm pleasant tone can i get a bit for myself and some grain for my horse do the best i can for ye said the host but ye cavalry chaps have purty nigh cleaned us out round here especially since hampton's men have been sent here to patrol the river suppose it our old sherman's fault however dern his yankee picter get of cap'n and i'll have molly get you something to eat and i can guv the horse a bit of corn arter he cools off a little the captain dismounted and handed the bridle to the host who in turn called a servant who led the horse around to the shanty designated a barn the captain slipped a silver dime into the servant's hand to assure attention to his beast and after shaking the dust from his clothes and performing his ablutions he stepped up to the bar and said well host riding is dry work what do you have to drink wall said the worthy landlord with a sort of asthmatic sigh times hain't as they used to was for this unfortunate war broke out there were no landlord this side of savannah up to Augustor, that could answer sich a question in a more gratifying manner than i i could then get ye up a rum punch or a whiskey toddy or a gin sling or a mint in the wagon or a lamb's tail but them golly days are no war the best we can do now are a leetle tanglefoot tain't the best nor the wust but right far will you try it yes set out the bottle while the host was getting the huge black bottle down and rinsing out some glasses the captain stepped to the door and said to the confederate soldiers on the porch come in boys and try some tanglefoot the cavalrymen for such they were got up without waiting for a second invitation and flocked around the dirty counter in a body now boys said the captain as he raised his glass to his lips here's a toast confusion to sherman and his yankees hip hip hurrah yelled the soldiers then they opened their thirsty mouths and with a single toss they swallowed down the raw whiskey and smacked their lips can't you tell us your name captain spoke up one of the soldiers whose straps indicated a lieutenant you're a bully good feller and i want her know what to call ye if we happen to meet again as i hope we may a hundred times there's nothing in a name sir replied the captain gaily as he slapped the lieutenant jocularly on the shoulders but i have no objections to telling you only you must first tell me yours how do i know but you are some of sherman's scouts prowling around on this side of the river and would gobble me up ha 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 laughed the crowd in a great good humor wall replied the lieutenant i am lieutenant gossam 
of wade hampton's cavalry brigade and these are four of my men and he continued with a guffaw my horse's name which are kicking up his heels out thar in the pasture is creamy and i am captain maurice hoffman at your service aid on the staff of general hardy and as for my horse his name is adolphus called dolph for short the crowd again laughed at this sally and then the host announced that the captain's supper was ready the meal which consisted of a few slices of cold pork cornbread and rye coffee was soon dispatched now said captain huffman to the host my business is important and i shall be obliged to travel most of the night i desire therefore to lie down for a couple of hours to get a little rest as i have been on my horse since daybreak i wish you to call me at ten o'clock precisely the moon will be up by that time and i can pursue my way with ease exactly captain replied the host i will have a room fixed for you in ten minutes meantime i will take a look at my horse said the captain who walked out to the stable he found that the servant had rubbed the animal down nicely and was just giving him a measure of corn and some hay this servant man was a queer-looking fellow he was a dried-up withered man of at least fifty years of age with pinched features and shaggy bushy hair and keen gray eyes he was deformed having a hump upon his back which rose from between his shoulders like a knapsack his body was short his head large and his legs and arms long slender and muscular his name was benjamin manx and he had grown gray in the service of an adjoining planter who having died a year previous benjamin had hired himself out to the host of the inn benjamin manx was attending to the horse guided in his operations by the dim rays of an old lantern i shall want my horse saddled for me at exactly ten o'clock said the captain ye can have him captain said the man who kept eyeing the officer very closely just as he had done when he first saw him what do you watch me so for demanded the captain abruptly turning his eyes upon the humpback manx started but recovered his composure and said in a respectful tone nothing sir only thought i'd seed you afore well that's probable what of it oh oh nothing spec you have forgotten me though no don't think i ever saw you didn't ye never fall inter the creek down nigh old higgins place nigh a dozen year ago who pulled ye out just as you were a sinkin the third time the captain gave an impatient gesture of the hand he evidently had brought to his recollection something unpleasant you are entirely mistaken said the captain you mistake me for someone else wa said the man 
it are lucky for ye that the old boss in thar don't recollect ye or them gay soldiers would soon put your light out old ben are trouble with many infirmities the lord knows he has a mountain to tote about on his back but tain't a pack of sins that's suthin to be proud o anyhow but he has a keen eye and a good memory can't fool this chap captain for i'll call you captain since you say you are sich ten years are a scrumptious long time and the air of fern cadentries makes a heap of change in a mortal's appearance Sides, a chick of fifteen ain't to be spected to resemble a man of thirty or sech but ye were kind to old ben years ago and his memory's big as a mountain i'll be mum as a clam captain benjamin manx said the captain in a solemn tone you are talking too much i see by your remarks that you have penetrated my true character and that you really recognize me you say you will not expose me i will trust you for i well know the reputation you always bore for honesty and integrity if you do however betray me your life will not be worth a straw i'll shoot you as i would shoot a dog will you remember this sir no sir i will forget it cause taint like yer used to talk to me years ago and ye order not threaten an old man like me that has nigh one foot in the grave already but ye can trust me for your life that is so ben said the captain in a milder tone give me your hand it is the hand of an honest man and by the powers it is a scarce article nowadays but what of my father is he alive yes lives he at the old place still are but growin old george and montague continued the captain in a voice that was husky despite the effort the speaker made to appear calm ralph montague are a colonel in the army now are up to augusta i believe uh-oh exclaimed the young man i shall soon have my revenge god grant me luck a little longer there's still ill-will then atween your families eh ill-will heavens how feeble is language said the captain but we must not talk thus it is imprudent call me at ten o'clock and have dolph ready be silent and the captain strode from the stable silent as death said the hunchback as he returned to his partially finished work and then he muttered in a low tone i declare he has growed handsome my eyes colonel montague had better look out wonder war the captain's goin a dark figure glided from the shadow of the barn it was lieutenant gossam End of chapter 1 Recording by John Brandon